Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring Master Coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Today's Master Coach is Belinda McInnes. An internationally sought after Master Coach, she partners leaders to discover what is possible in how they act and in who they are being. Now, onto the show. Welcome, welcome to the show. This is Coach Mal, and this is the 100 Master Coaches series. And today, I have a special guest. She is a wonderful dear friend, and I won't say how many years that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll share you one story before we begin. Um, I met Belinda in 2007. <laughs> And uh oh, in an ICF meeting, and that was my first ever, I think, ICF meeting. And guess what? Belinda was the president then. So, oh my gosh, it's like meeting Madam President. Hi, how are you? <laughs> but you know, Belinda really made me feel so at home. And ever since, I've not stepped away from the ICF. So, Welcome to the show, Belinda. <laughs> Glad to have Thanks, you. Thanks, Mel. Sounds like I did a really good job of welcoming you. If you're still an active ICF member, my job Absolutely. was done. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and you know, this, this show is about you today. So let's get it started with our first question. How did it all begin for you, Belinda, your coaching story? I have told this story many times, Mel, <laughs> and it started when I was working at General Motors. So my corporate okay. career was at General Motors. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And a brochure came across my desk, big, you wow. know, big, glossy, you know, expensive brochure called Executive Coaching. Wow. And I'm okay. like, what is what this? Is you know, I had, I'd never heard of it, didn't know what it was. Yeah. I was intrigued. And so I... I actually took it home mm. and I went, what is this? And I got online and back then getting online was a bit harder than it is now. <laughs> Dial up. And anyway, I found, <laughs> I found Coach U. Coach U was at one of the two training schools in Australia right. at that time. Yeah. And I thought, what is this? So I signed up for the four week, you know, one hour a mm. week free course. Mm. And I, it was one of those moments after the first week, I, I went, I've been looking for this all my life. I, wow. this, it fits in with my professional passion. You know, I love business yeah. and corporate. Yeah. I love working. And I do personal development and it, it brought the two together. It was like it was congruent. And I'm, I'm mm. like, oh my God, you know, this can be a career. Yeah. So I immediately signed up. I signed up, paid loads of money and quit my job, which I would never recommend for any newer coaches to do that. Do not just sign up and quit your job. But anyway, but you, I did. But you did. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> and I'm still oh my here. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here decades <laughs> later. Best thing I've ever done. And it, 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 it was, I said, you know, congruent. Mm. It, mm. All of me came together. My interests in so many areas could come together into coaching. Mm. I remember my father said, and my father was a 
pretty hard-nosed businessman. He said to me, you've quit your blue chip job to do what? And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really know how even to describe coaching, yeah, but I'm yeah. very glad I did it. So it was a, it was a leap of faith and look, it all worked out really well. And I'm sure that your father is really, really proud of you for that. I hope so. He's passed away, but I think okay. he would be. Definitely. And I know my friends, you know, who at the time were really nervous for me, that they're, they're proud of me now. And, um, and so then I found out about the ICF. Mm. Coach, you talked about the ICF. And I yeah. found out about credentialing and yeah. master certified coach. Mm. And very early on, I went, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of those people, you know, I, I went, I want that. And that, along with building up my business, because obviously I, I, I didn't, I needed clients right. and I needed to learn how to coach, but I really, really wanted, and I had my eyes on that MCC prize right from the beginning. Yeah. Wonderful. Very, very focused, Belinda. Very focused. That is Belinda. Get to know her. Get to know her. <laughs> yeah, I'm hey. focused, Mel, but I'm very, I'm very lovely and friendly. Mm. Definitely. That, that's, that's part of your DNA. You got to love what you do and you are lovely yeah. as well. <laughs> but tell us, tell us, Belinda, what was the first five years all about? You know, perhaps there were oh, a little bit of I a struggle. In one word. And, okay. One word, really hard. <laughs> it was really hard. It was hard. And I've got to remember, I'd quit my job. I had no plan B. You know, this was it. I had found my calling and I yeah. had to make it work. So I was really committed. I worked really hard. What I did have was I was a business systems expert. So mm. my, you know, my undergraduate degree is science. And then I went on and did post-grade in business systems. Yeah. So I knew how to use systems. And then I did a you know short course on how to run a consultancy i think it was called at the, the university yeah. of melbourne and um i really focused on setting up the, i set up my business like general motors i mean it was me <laughs> and I, I i still do i still have all those different departments that's right the sops you know it's all, all yeah. gonna be done it's all there and that really helped. And then I was getting my coach training, you know, how mm. to be a coach and do coaching from my coach training school, which mm. was Coach You. Mm. And then the other thing I did was I had to work on myself, my personal yeah. development, which yeah. I'd been doing anyway, but yeah. now I knew. So I developed what I call the three Ps, Ooh. professional development, tell me, tell me. personal development and practice development. So. Okay the three P's of sustainable coaching success. And that became my mantra. And, that's and I beautiful. focused on my professional development. It's like coach you and the ICF that's personal right. development, and then getting my business up and running the practice. Cause I'm a, you know, external coach practitioner. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what I did. I, I just went for it a bit like we do in skiing, you know, no guts, no glory, no pain, no gain. Just <laughs> And look, and it worked, you know, yeah. it worked. I, I got a full practice within 16 months and that was pretty amazing. You know, now I look back, I go, oh, how did I do that? But anyway, mm. I did it and that was really good. And then people started asking me how I did it. Yeah. And then Mel, I wrote my book. 
I wrote my professional coaches business systems books which focused on the practice development because that's what I knew mm. how to do I mm. couldn't write how to be a coach because I was still learning that so oh, that was my first five years and I went to coaching conferences yeah mm. and met people mm. yeah you know like you did like you when you came to the ICF I went to ICF yeah. conferences I met people I was pretty intimidated and um I, was, I, I don't know shy, but I, I sort of held back because I'm sort of like, who are all these people and what's going on? But I've made my way and, you know, as you know, I'm still yeah. here. So it was, right. it was hard and it was good. Well done. Well done. Um, I, I love the three Ps. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and that kind of like brings me to the next question, which is what would be the bravest thing that you've done? as a coach? Um, I think writing that book, because, you know, I'm okay. a scientist by training, so writing and English <laughs> and grammar and essays was never my forte. Yeah. Um, and then the second one was getting my MCC, like I'm going to get an MCC and working yeah. towards it. And it was such a big goal. Mm. Um, so that was really good. And, and now owning, owning I'm a master coach. I coach masterfully and I'm, I'm a masterful coach. I can say that. Yeah. I, I couldn't say that many years ago. So that's in coaching. In my, the rest of my life, the bravest thing I ever did was um, my first marriage failed and I was, I felt like a failure mm. and I didn't know how to, manage that in my business I knew that I couldn't you know keep it a secret but then you don't want to air your dirty laundry so I worked with my own coach through that and we decided well I decided um, that I'd let my clients know and then say to them if they still want to work with me that's great and if they want to finish or terminate the agreement that's absolutely fine too I understand and the good news is they all stayed with me. Yeah. But why I did that was I wanted to be present with my clients and in the back of my head going, oh, what if they find out, you know, my marriage has failed? What if they find out? Yeah. Not that they would or they'd even care, but yeah. I couldn't yeah. be present about it. And that was really brave. And I think that really gave me courage. It gave me that authentic it's okay to be your real self with your yeah. clients. And I've never had that at General Motors, you know, and many corporates and we all have to put on the mask. And that's the beauty of coaching is I don't wear a mask. And it's such a relief. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it gets a little heavy when we've got to um, carry those masks on, on one hand and then knowing which ones to put on in the right context, isn't it? With different people. And I just want to, I just want to affirm what you just said. Um, that is amazingly brave. And I remember that time when it happened because you posted it and I saw that and I was telling myself that that's just a brave woman. And, yeah. and, and to the point when you, you found your partner in life <laughs> and and this is amazing. And I just want to say that, that the authenticity 
is just just mind blowing. I I just want to give Thank that you. back to you and and say we, we all need that in today's world of wanting to all look you know all look good. Yeah. The social media and everything, but just being that, and I did not know the other part of the story where you just said you went to each of your clients, and you did not have to. No, I didn't, yeah. but I I sort of did because hmm. I I would have hated I couldn't be present. It was taking yeah. up too much space in my mind. Not 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 the marriage breakdown, but the the. It was a secret and, yeah, and I, I didn't want to feel ashamed or embarrassed. And and the thing is, you know, now I hear from Amazing. people like you've just said, oh, that was so great you did that. And I did yeah. it in a planned way. You know, I didn't just go blur. It was planned and, and you know, when I wrote that post about it, you know, it mm. was a good time afterwards. But to not to not hold back and then i could be me and as we all know i've now found the true love of my life and been happily remarried for 12 years so you know it's all good but um so good it's i didn't know that at the time yeah and that is how we all ought to live i just want to say that that's amazing thanks yeah um, thanks let's move on to the next question and, and it's about the insights that you've gotten from the journey i i can remember it's now 20 years that you've been doing this excuse me but it's it's beautiful and if you could just kind of simmer that into that three insights for us what would that be for you um I think that, well, not I think, I know. The first one, Mel, was to believe in coaching, believe in the yeah. process of coaching. Yeah. And I learned that in my coach training at Coach U. And I'm now yeah. renowned for the one saying to people, trust the process. Trust, trust the, the process. process. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I, um, I have started a new Instagram account for my business and today's post is trust the process. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm, I'm known for that. And it, look, it was quite easy for me because I hadn't come from any sort of HR background. I didn't mm. have anything to compare it to. I hadn't done all psych or counseling or I hadn't been a consultant. So I was coming in very, um, innocent or naive mm. really mm. all I knew was coaching in the coaching process and it works so I, I didn't have preconceived ideas so that that's probably the first thing my first insight is trust the process even if you have come from some of our you know allied or sister professions yeah um then the next one was I had to trust my clients and and really believe in my clients like not try and fix them or solve or give an answer <laughs> or provide a resource. That took me a bit longer. I sort of thought yeah. oh, to add value, I have to do something or <laughs> give them something or, you know, I, I wanted something more tangible. So that yeah. took a bit longer and really believing in my clients. And the ICF taught me our clients are, the, all our clients are creative, resourceful, and whole. Absolutely. It used to be on the ICF website. I don't know where it is now, but I've always remembered that. D did you ever see that? Yes, I have. I have seen yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I keep that in the, I don't do remedial coaching. So, you know, if there's remedial coachings, coaches listening, then you'd have a different experience. But yeah. for me, I coach, you know, high potential people or people who yeah. want to be coached or my yeah. clients are people who want coaching. Absolutely. So yeah, believing in them and then that led on to the third insight, which is believing in myself. Mm. And you touched on that earlier about when do I own that I'm a masterful coach? So in 2012, you know, after one marriage failure, my new fabulous marriage, I thought it's, I better change my name because I had my old husband's name, my first husband's name. Anyway, I rebranded to Belinda M Master Coach. Mm. And it was a bit of a stretch back then. I'm sort of thinking, oh, what are people going to think? You know, master coach and yeah. am I, you know, tooting my own horn a bit much? Anyway, again, work with my own coach through it. And I it was a stretch, but I I rebranded, put it all out there. Yeah. And I've grown into it. Now I can own it. Now it's like, yep, I'm a masterful coach. <laughs> I coach masterfully. It's 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 completely normal. It, it, I don't even bat an eyelid, but I that was a stretch, you know, that was like me skiing wow. a double black diamond run. Yeah. Wow. And and I did it. I did it. And now it's fine. And whatever people thought then, they probably didn't even think about me, Mel, but, you know, I thought they might be. And um, so my three insights, believe in the coaching process, yeah. believe in our clients, and most of all, believe in ourselves. And I think that's part of being a masterful coach. Wow. And, and as I'm listening, I'm, I'm trying to put that into, into peace. And, and that for me is process, people, and our own potential. So that's... Oh, very nice. <laughs> very. And, and what you just said about the last one shows how authentic you are. I just want to go back to that word. The authenticity oh, comes through. Because you could have said, you know, the first insight is understanding me, right? It's like, oh, you know, but that was the third. And that just shows you. It shows how you show up as a person, Belinda. And, and that to me oh, is thanks, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Really, really. Mm. Whew. This is, uh, this is bringing back a lot of um, memories and also the, the reasons that's why what happens do. when you that's what happens when you chat with someone who's been around 20 years <laughs> <laughs> let me go on to the next question come on let me go okay, on good. let me move on um good. this is the this is a kind of an open one if if you had a chance to do it all over again all right what would you do differently um, well from a from a systems or as you said a process or mm. my one you know the practice development i reckon what i'd do differently is i'd want to be on top of the it a bit more mm. i sort of outsourced or let's be honest i abdicated quite a bit of the it <laughs> you know it's not really sexy and it's a bit boring <laughs> yeah. you know. and i mean i can do I it understand. I, I understand yeah you know, I have a science background and, yeah. you know, if I have to, do, you know, I love spreadsheets and stuff, but, you know, the website, you know, I've got an online shop, hardware, 
software. I never sort of felt on top of it. And, mm. and then I'm relying on someone else. And then, and, you know, when something goes wrong, we, and, you know, it's all happened, you know, software, hardware, something doesn't yeah. work. And it's that sick feeling. You're like, oh, you know. <laughs> then I've got to ring someone. And yeah. so I would have taken more of an interest and look, I know mm. I can do it. I'm not saying I can code or anything, but mm. being more responsible and a bit more over the IT than mm. um, outsourcing as much as I did, asterisk abdicating as much <laughs> as I did. <laughs> okay. And, okay. and that is, and I, I can say that now because earlier this year, and it was before COVID, it was in January, I started this Instagram course. Mm. And what I've learned in that is I'm fully empowered in it. I can do all of it. And that is a great feeling. That's yeah. a real, and I'm in charge of my brand. I'm in charge of what goes out when I'm in charge of what it looks like on the other side of that. If it goes wrong, <laughs> you know, the buck yeah. stops with me, Absolutely. but that's been yeah. a really, even things like down to the first time I got my logo, you know, I got a logo from a graphic design. It was all really exciting. And then when I took it to back then, it was, you know, the, the print shop. Yep. It was in the wrong format, you know, and mm. it's like, well, I don't care. And I don't, yeah. So being more responsible about that stuff. And that's why I'm enjoying this new platform of Instagram for me, you know, for other people, it may yep. not be for them. Yep. Because um, then I'm in charge of my own brand. Mm. rather than other people. But look, it's mm. still early days to me. Who knows? Speak to me in a year and I might be going, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But no, I think I will know what I'm doing because I'm. it's good. And well remember, done. I'm a coach practitioner. Mm. You know, I'm a 20-year veteran of being a coach <laughs> practitioner. Yes, you and are. I want to be able to express that about myself and, and I, look I'm still learning I'm still learning to do that I don't get intimidated by the academics anymore <laughs> that's another show by itself let's not I get know, into I used that to, <laughs> I used to get so intimidated and then I'm thinking they wouldn't have anything to study if it wasn't for the clients us practitioners have worked with uh, yes we need yes. everyone we yes, need everyone absolutely else. we are all in this together yeah yeah and and we're gonna segue nicely to the next question because you talked about it right in your mind's eye what do you think is that future of coaching looking like i was at a conference in india last year and the big theme was ai ai and coaching mm. Mm. And there was a bit of fear, you know, spreading through the delegates. <laughs> and um, I, I'm very interested in AGI, uh, general artificial general intelligence. And yeah. I think we're a long way from artificial general intelligence being able to coach the whole person, the who, That's transformational right. coaching. I think, and look, it's already happening. I know I was speaking yeah. to, do, do you know Gary Wang in China? And he does a lot of sales coaching with AI. You know, mm. what are you going to do? When are you going to do it? What are you going to do? How are you going to do it? AI can do that. You know, we're at that point where um, some transactional coaching can already be done by AI. Yeah. But I really believe, and I do keep my eye on the pulse with this, mm. is um, 
transformational coaching, the who of our clients will need to be done by humans for a lot longer. Yeah. You know, we're the ones who have got mirror neurons. We're the ones with oxytocin and serotonin yeah, totally. and, and that wholehearted connection, however you want to explain it. I call it yeah. transformational wholehearted partnering, deeply coaching. <laughs> but yeah. that's that's going to be around and that's where the real transformation changes it happens mm. in our clients and that's i've also noticed mel over my time now is clients stay with me they may go for x years but then they come back because they're yeah. at the next stage or they want to unpeel the next layer or take yeah. on the next challenge and i love transformational coaching so the future of coaching is I think the transactional stuff will move more and more to AI and the transformational stuff will stick with the master coaches. Mm. The human touch and that's what well, yeah. we all need still. That's wonderful. Well, that, that empathy and, you know, yeah. neuroscience and functional MRIs are, are showing us why now it's not just woo woo hippie stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. now know why we yeah. We want to be wholeheartedly in relationship or as the ICF said, you know, partnering with another mm. human being. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, <laughs> I, I just want to say this because, um, you know, the whole COVID thing and, and the whole shutdown and, and the whole, you know, restrictions on a lot of things that we, we were very used to. Um, and one of it was having a cup of coffee with a friend right? Or a client maybe. And once that was kind of removed, it kind of like, um, it kind of brought me at least back to like, oh my gosh, I'm missing all this. And is it still the same? And, and I know because when we have a video um, coaching session, of course, we've got all the mirror neurons working, you know, we're all still looking at each other's micro expressions and it still works. But there is that bit that says, we need that human touch, that, that handshake that we can't do anymore. So Not much, anymore. You know? it's like the elbow. It's like, you know, <laughs> so yeah, I think all of that, I, I truly am with you with the importance of that human connection. Yeah. Um, the next question, and we've got only two more questions to go, Belinda, that master wisdom that you want to leave behind. All right. This is for the budding coaches out there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say to a budding coach, <laughs> don't get put off. Like coaching sometimes sort of, you know how everyone's a coach and we're unregulated. Everyone's a coach, you know, I've drunk a green juice and now I'm a health coach or, you know, I've done a weekend course on X and now I'm an X coach, you know, it's yeah. like, I've been around long enough. I've seen so many coaching cowboys and coaching cowgirls come and go. Yeah. But there's a whole lot of us who have stayed around because we are authentic or mm. as we say here in Australia, fair dinkum coaches. Fair dinkum, that's right. So I would say <laughs> believe in coaching. Those of us that are good, we're here. 
and mm. don't be a cowboy or cowgirl and you know doing it because it's a fad or because you've lost your job during COVID yeah. and oh I'll become a coach if you want to yeah, become a coach good. get really good training and get an ICF credential you know that's get so an good. ICF credential um, and get your MCC what like like I did work towards your MCC there are only 1200 of us in the world 1200 MCCs out of 30,000 yeah. credentialed ICF coaches so there's a a goal for you budding coaches mm. we'd love you we'd love to have more credentialed coaches at the icf and certainly more mcc so come and join us and be a, a real coach who's yeah. been reviewed by your peers you know you've jumped through the hoops and met the criteria and you know people take you seriously and yeah. it's great. And, you know, you can make a living out of it, a really good living. It's fun mm. and it's really mm. fun, really. Definitely. And it's just, it goes beyond all that even, right? Um, it's not just about that making a living, as you say. It's more than that because we get so much out of this as well. Oh, it's a calling. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I get energised. You know, that, that's how I tell if a client's a good match for me. If at mm. the end of a coaching session, I've got less energy, <laughs> I really look at it and I go, oh, what, what happened there? You know, was that client that's not true. a match? Or, you know, it yeah. might have been a one-off. But honestly, mm. that's that's one of the ways I tell who's an ideal client is how much, yeah. en- you know, am I looking forward to that client or am I going, oh, no, I've got Mel at 3 o'clock? <laughs> or am I going... Oh, great. I've got Mel at three o'clock, you know, that's and, and that's a really good way to know if, if this client is a good match for you. Yeah. And Mel, I was looking forward to this interview. I'm going, yeah, I've got Mel this afternoon. Same here. Same here. And our final question for the day is, it has to be a powerful question. It has to be a powerful question. Yeah. You've got to leave the audience with a question so they can take away and have a bit of a think about. Well, what would that be for you? Well, as we're recording this in times of COVID, mm. and we've already mentioned how it's changed how we relate, Yeah, I would say it's along that. So... How can you relate empathetically with your client or your staff member, your team, your manager, Mm. your partner, your family? How can we in these times of touching less really relate empathetically? I'll give you a tip. Be really curious. Yeah. You know, so wonderful. Really be curious. Who is this human being on that screen or through that glass or four meters away or whatever it's got to be? You know? Thank you. Thank you. And it's all about You're welcome. That, that whole self as well, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. not not just that 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 mask that people put. And we all do have a little bit of that sometimes. But of course we do. Yeah. It's going to that screen and saying, let's yeah. go beyond let's go beyond that. 
Yeah, you know, and we don't know how long this is going to last. This might be going on for a long time. I hope yeah. not, but we don't know. And for now, it's the new normal. And we've proven we can do it, Mel. Absolutely. 20 years of hustling, not just hustling, but putting it into a process, working yeah. it with the best people, and of course, working on yourself, the potential. This has been an amazing time with Belinda. I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me and including me in the 100 Master Coaches. You know, what a, what a privilege and good on us for getting our MCC. It, it is a lot of work. I mean, it is, let's be honest. It is. It is yeah. And it's worth it. Absolutely. And with that, I say thank you. Thank you once again for all of you. And especially to Belinda here, I wish I could just go there and give you a hug, but you know, we'll do, we'll do the, uh, yeah, that. This has been a hundred master coaches. This is coach Mal signing off. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now. You have been watching the 100 master coaches series with your host, coach Mel MCC. Brought to you by Catalyst Coach, www.catalystcoach.live. We will be right back with our next Master Coach on the 100 Master Coaches series.